Hello, and welcome to the Propel Podcast, inspiration and training to grow your church. I'm your host, Larry Witzel. Seventh-day Adventist churches grow differently, and our goal with this podcast is to offer practical training for effective evangelism in the Seventh-day Adventist ministry context. We're excited to announce that registration is now open for the 2024 Propel Conference, coming back to Vancouver, Washington, April 28th through May 1. This year, we'll have a special emphasis on innovation with training tracks on digital evangelism, evangelistic innovation. We're going to stay tightly focused on effectiveness, hearing from ministry professionals who are actually seeing numerical kingdom growth in their churches. You can see all the latest details and register to attend on our website, propelconference.org. So please plan to join us April 28th to May 1, 2024, for our next Propel Conference on church growth. Our speaker today on the Propel podcast is Dr. Sherry Urig, the Children's Ministries Director for the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. She has a lifetime of experience in serving families and helping children develop faith. First in local churches, and for nearly 25 years now, she's been supporting churches at the conference level and now throughout North America. Last year, she completed a Doctor of Ministry degree in Next Generation Ministry at Liberty University. I've known Sherry for many years now, and I love her passion for helping every child say yes to Jesus. In this presentation, Dr. Urig explores the importance of nurturing children's faith and the power of relationships in this process. She talks about the importance of teaching children to be theologians with an understanding of their faith, the impact of reading the Bible with children, the need to be intentional and interested in children's faith journeys, and the impact of technology on children's spirituality. It's a wide-ranging presentation, and Dr. Urig is so passionate about children, I know that you're going to be inspired through this presentation. Before we get to that, though, I want to highlight one of the sponsors from the 2023 Propel Conference, Questline Productions. This is a media-based ministry developing quality evangelism tools for pastors, such as I Met God, In Search of Truth, and Thunder in the Holy Land. I've worked with Pastor Charles Bird for over 20 years now, and I so appreciate his innovative approach to evangelism. You can learn more about Questline Productions and all their resources at qlp.tv slash resources. That's qlp.tv slash resources. One more thing I wanted to mention before the presentation, Sherry is a children's ministries expert. So a lot of her hour-long breakout session was really interactive with an icebreaker and different games. It makes for terrible podcast content. So we've trimmed all of that out and we're left with about 15 minutes of her talking, which is why this is such a short episode. I just wanted to give you that heads up as we get into the presentation. With that, let's turn to Dr. Sherry Urich speaking at the 2023 Propel Conference on the topic, Nurturing Faith in Children. So my question to you, because we're going to just delve just a little bit deeper into the topic of nurturing children. Do you want the bad news first or the good news? Which one of us shall it be? Bad news or good news? The bad news is that 70% of this generation of kids will not identify as Christians as they wade through life. You've heard this before. They're looking for a place to belong. The good news is that they're looking for a place to belong, and they're looking for their identity. That is the good news, looking for where they fit into their community. And when we talk about church kids, 
They're looking for where they fit in their church. So our churches have an opportunity with the children to bring them in uh, to church by forming that relationship, that playful relationship. And we know that uh, this, this urge, that, that saying of, you know, 70% of kids, that is true. That is a true statement. That has been um, statistically uh, studied and researched, and it's just a true statement. So the urgency is real. You know that in, if you're in youth ministry, you know the urgency is very real. And we need to have a strategy to reach this generation of children and the next before they have to be rescued. And how many times do we go after youth because they have left, they have started to wander off, but if we reach them right now while they are young, then we will not have to rescue them later. Another way of saying that is in Deuteronomy uh, 6, you know this by heart, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. And then what's the next verse? Impress them on your children. So our challenge, our assignment as parents and teachers and leaders is to guide our children to come alongside of them so that they will be solid in their relationship with Jesus because we just talked about relationship. It's all about relationship. They'll be solid in their relationship with their peers as well as uh, solid in their relationship with Jesus. And they'll be bold, bold and in their faith. And we know kids are bold. I mean, some of you could probably have examples of your own children, you know, being bold with what they believe. You know, my son, when he was younger, uh, we were out grocery shopping. This isn't a typical story that you probably have the same one. And he just was standing next to this man who was smoking. And he just looks up at him and says, you know, that's not good for you. That's all he said. You know, that's not good for you. <laughs> and the man looks down, you know, at him and said, yeah, it's not. <laughs> that's he continued on. <laughs> So Deuteronomy is a heartfelt, passionate, emotionally charged, spiritual passing of the baton. Because when we pass that baton onto the next generation, this is the cool thing. What's going to happen is that families are going to be changed. And if families are changed, then communities are changed. And if communities are changed, it just goes all the way, all the way to our whole, our nation. Our nation will be changed if we pass that baton on. On this topic, it's all about discipleship. I, I never like to call it children's evangelism or, or, I mean, it's all about discipling, discipling our children where they are on a relational level. We cannot pass that baton if we do not have the baton. <laughs> Isn't that right? We can't pass it if we don't, if we don't have the baton ourselves. So the list of how to nurture a children's faith, a child's faith, is a long list. We're just going to focus on two today. The very first one is sitting at the feet of Jesus. How do we teach our children to sit at the feet of Jesus? 
Mark 1.35, we see in scriptures how Jesus often withdrew to spend time alone with his father. He would rise up very early in the morning while it was still dark, and he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. I find that so profound. He still needed that relationship and that connection. But he was God. He didn't have to, but he needed that relationship with his father, that connection with his father. Not long ago, we did a a children's spiritual workshop that was just for kids Mm -hmm. and where kids learned their spiritual gift. And there was one little girl who learned that her spiritual gift was prayer. She was so excited. The very next Sabbath, she was pulling people. Come, let me pray for you. That's my spiritual gift. Come, let me pray for you. And and to this day, she's going to be 17. She still has that compassion for people. The uh, number two is to engage. Your desire and my desire is that kids internalize the Word of God. And they're going to need us. They're going to need each one of you. They're going to need us to walk alongside them. It seems like this new generation of children are very much into the social justice issues. Very, very much. How are they going to make a difference in this world? And, uh, and they're compassionate. They, and they are accepting, accepting of, of all kinds of different diversities and, and identities. And, and I say that very plainly. They are so accepting of humans. <laughs> we are all humans. <laughs> they are so accepting. It's the Holy Spirit that is working on our children's hearts. And it's not a junior Holy Spirit, you know, for our children. It is the Holy Spirit that is working on our, in our children's hearts. And um, the perfect verse to pray over and read as you discuss about teaching your children to read the Bible is Philippians 4.13. Who can say that for me? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I read a really interesting thing uh, that that I want to uh, share with you. The next closest thing, and you'll have to help me understand this because I don't understand the silver bullet part of it. The next closest thing to a silver bullet that instills lasting faith in kids is when adults show an interest in them and make an effort to know them. About eight years ago, I visited the Orchard Church, and um, and on the screen was this whole list of things. It was uh, it said, "Who am I? I have blue eyes and freckles. I like Oreo cookies. I like to ride my bike." And there was this little boy in the back that he just started, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. And, you know, the the congregation laughed and they applauded him. But what that church is doing that I found so fabulous is that they were saying, okay, church family, do you know who this little boy is? Have you looked him in the eyes to see that he has blue eyes? Have you noticed his freckles? Do you know who he is? What's his name? You know, and so every week I asked about every week they had a different child up there. Not a picture, just a description of that child. Nurturing faith in children does not just come from a textbook, but where nurturing children really takes place is, and we've said it before, is 
the relationship. We have an honor, we have a command by God to nurture the children that are within our reach. Nurture the children. Jesus said, let the children come to me and don't hinder them. Don't hinder them. Our children's faith development is so fragile. And we, we see the results when, when that faith has been broken and cracked, when, when we see people leaving the church. But our, our children's faith is so fragile. It is so fragile that we need to take care. There is another, another quote that I read that I just found it so profound that I want to read the whole context to you. And this is from In Real Kids, Real Faith. Author Karen Marie Yust points out that God doesn't wait until we are fully developed to initiate a relationship with us. Uh, that, that right there. True fact. True fact. Through grace, God's gift, God gifts us with faith when we are born. Praise the Lord. We are not an empty slate, as some say about children. We have been imprinted. These are my words and not hers. We have been imprinted with God's love from the very beginning. She goes on to say, faith starts to grow as it is activated through loving relationships. Here we go again with the relationships, relationships with parents, significant others, and through opportunities to experience God in prayer. Experience God in the Bible stories, in music. We, were, we had a little music at church and in the world. When we talk to children about faith, it is important to be clear and to and use words that they understand. Karl Barth, and some of you may recognize that name, this great theologian, this is what he said, and I'm not disagreeing with him, but I'm not totally agreeing with him. He said that faith is very simple, and Karl Barth explains it like this. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. It can't get any simpler than that. And that is the truth. Jesus loves me. This I know. On the other hand, children do think about theological things very seriously. For instance, there's this little girl whose grandfather is on his deathbed, and he has dementia. And she is so worried about him. And she asks her daddy, Daddy, what if grandpa forgets who God is? And the daddy had the best response. Probably you would have the same response. He responds that maybe grandpa will, but God won't forget who grandpa is. Oh, it almost makes me cry to think of that. But, but God won't forget who grandpa is. We are coming to the very end of this. I wanted to share one more thing with you. Your conversations about God and the scriptures help them to become more confident in their place, in their church, in God's family. Your conversations with our children help them to be more confident. So when it comes to nurturing children's faith, Two things. What is it? Relationship. The other one is just coming alongside of them and playing. Play with me, then you can pray with me. 
At the Propel Conference, we put a special emphasis on reflection. As you listened to Dr. Yurig speak, what was the big idea for you? How will you apply this in your own ministry context? And when this episode finishes in another minute or so, I encourage you to pause for five or 10 minutes and just let your mind wander. This reflection time can be really powerful. Okay, that's it for this episode. We'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at podcast at propelconference.org. And please mark your calendar for the next Propel Conference coming back to Vancouver, Washington, April 28 to May 1, 2024. Head on over to propelconference.org right now and register a group from your church. Special thanks to Dr. Sherry Urig for speaking at the Propel Conference this year and to Questline Productions for sponsoring this episode. This has been the Propel Podcast, inspiration and training to grow your church. The Propel Podcast is sponsored by the North Pacific Union Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. The event recording services were provided by Adventist Learning Community, and the podcast is produced by the crew at Sermon View Evangelism Marketing. I'm Larry Witzel, wishing you God's richest blessing in your evangelistic journey. Please join us again next time for another episode of the Propel Podcast.